Fulci, Fulci, Fulci. <laughs> we are back. Here we are doing another talking trash. Talking trash. Now it's garbage. Just another movie night. I'm Scott, and that beautiful woman that's always with me, my partner and everything, Joe. He's <laughs> so funny. Hi, guys. Uh, so today just we're... The gouges. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You're making me blush. The gouges of the gouges. <laughs> so weird. We are here to talk about a movie that I feel the need to talk about because... This movie is actually highly rated and also claimed to be Fulci's best movie. This movie was actually lost to time a little bit, and it took Quentin Tarantino to save it under his Grindhouse Productions uh, like thing. They, they found the print. They put it back together. They did it. And would you feel right now just talking about the movie we're about to talk about, which is called The Beyond? By Lucio Fulci. The Beyond. You are Liza, aren't you? Yes. My name is Emily. I've been looking for you. where you came from and hurry leave this place would you feel like just off the bat just starting this out do you feel like this movie was edited in a way where it makes any sense or is logical in any way um can i just give a resounding a uh, hell no hell no right this movie is it, it's bonkers yeah this the fact that this is so loved is absolutely surprising to me you know i don't understand that because you said it was highly rated which it's you are correct it, it does have 6.6 it's not really high now go to all the ratings and comments but yes but fans really love this movie it's on a lot of lists that's what i'm saying it's on that list the shutter list of the scariest that that is mind-blowing right yeah, isn't mind it though isn't it on there and i'm like what and, and i feel like you know I know a lot of people come in and they're checking out podcasts, you know, movie podcasts, and they want to hear what people have to say so they can join in. And I think we've scared off a lot of people who have done that on our show. Uh, I think a lot of people have checked in and they said, wait, these pricks hate Rob Zombie movies? We're out. We're out. <laughs> these pricks hate Fulci? We're out. Right? And now, I don't hate either one. I'm going to say that right now. I don't hate either one. I'm all on board for every director and giving every director a chance. I will watch anything. I've watched the worst of the worst. So I'm ready. And I'm I'm always wishing for the best. So I was I know that I like the Rob Zombie movie that 
Rob Zombie fans hate, which is baffling to me. Uh, yeah. I like Lords of Salem, and uh, I think that's a good film. Same thing goes with Fulci. I've enjoyed some of this, and I'm a fan of So Bad It's Good. I love movies that shock me and surprise me, and I love movies that make me smile and laugh and find a new enjoyment. So I'm all on board for watching these movies, but I think that when there's a fan like base of a thing, they will die on that hill, regardless of how bad it I is. I know, and I gotta say, first of all, I I really love Italian horror. I know you do. I love it. I and um, there's nobody else that is a better person to watch these movies and you know talk about these movies than me because I give all of these movies probably more credit than they deserve. I think I do too. I really, I think we, if anything, we give movies. I I know so many people that get shocked that we watch the movies that we do, and I'm a I'm a huge defender of film. I, I will. Well, I will watch the biggest crap just to give it a chance to say, you know what, I saw it, and I don't think it was that bad. And yeah. what, what surprises me is there's two groups of fans of movies. Well, I would say, I mean, I'm going to generalize it that there's two groups. There's the fan group who go to see blockbusters and see these movies, and they, and they love the big, expensive studio films. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other fan base that loves the culty underground. And they knock a blockbuster. Yeah. Because they, and I agree, blockbusters are a problem, right? Because when more money's put on a movie, it should be better. When a movie costs fifty million to a hundred, it should be excellent. Yeah, there is no excuse. That's a hundred percent true. And a movie that costs a million, or you know, or ten, I'm gonna give it. I, I agree. I want to give it more credit. Yeah. But you still have to be a good movie at the end of the day. You have to have yeah. a plot that gels characters that make sense you know uh direction or hurdles that you follow through on this movie i'm gonna say off the bat i try i wanted to love this and i gotta tell you i watched this back to back almost twice because i was shocked by this film and i was more shocked when i went and saw the ratings so i see when i see 10 star ratings on a movie like this it gets me a little pissed off. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't look at those uh, at the you know viewers oh, ratings. It's, it's I just looked so at the high. overall rating. But like, I have to say, like this. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Fulci is the one that's the lowest rated Italian director on our list. For for you, or you saying, or, or just for in general, just me personally, me yeah, personally. When, when you say the three big ones, right? That we've had this conversation, I think, on another episode. We did Zombie Three, and we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, I, I think, enjoyed that one. I thought it was ridiculous. But I, I loved it. I, I enjoyed I had it. So much fun. That one was fun. But then we watched terrible ones like The Devil's Honey. Oh my god, that was so bad. I can't even talk. I feel about like The it. Devil's Honey is very close to this movie, except in The Devil's Honey, it's more perverted. It, yeah, it was very. Yeah, I guess you're right. But then we watched Manhattan Baby, and I gave that one a two, and that was. Trash. Yeah, there's been some movies so, in this. I and, mean, his his roundabout, if you do a ratio on my picks, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that his overall rating is really not that good. Um, I would say it comes to about maybe a four, you know, overall with the movies that I've seen of his that I've rated. It makes sense. So he's the lowest rated director in my book of the Italian, you know, horror um, directors. But um, this one, this one is something. I think in Zombie Three we talked about the fact that we felt like Fulci was more punk rock of the three big ones, and by three big ones we're saying Argento and Bava. Yeah. And I always felt that Fulci was the one that was so much more punk rock. Like 
he was going out and just making crazy films. I feel like he was a bigger risk taker. Risk taker, low budget, doing interestingly odd things. Yeah. But this movie feels full on budget in a weird way. Yeah, it kind of does. I mean, they they had to go through some location things. They had to, you know, there's there's a couple people in this movie that they had to pay, you know? (laughs) I mean, I mean, it wasn't, I'm sure not a lot, but, you know, I feel like they put more into this one than some of the others. That's that's how I feel, too. And yeah. I, I feel like this has money behind it, and probably not that much, but still has money. And it's filmed in America, which is also interesting. Yeah. And I guess we should just dive into this plot line, because for people who have already seen this, they already know that... These scenes are crazy. Yeah, most horror fans have probably seen this. And and the ones that have seen this might love this. Because this, to me, feels very on the cheap. The gore in this movie, I think that's what a lot of people love, is very on the cheap. Yes, but you know what? It, it's very entertaining, too. It is very, very entertaining. It's weird. It, it so, is. I guess we should just dive in All right, and so, explain this movie okay. to people Let, about, uh, through our eyes, anyways, of what we saw and what we think. Well, the synopsis of this movie mm-hmm. is that a young woman, um, she inherits an old house that's kind of like a bed and breakfast, kind of like a hotel type place. She inherits it? She inherits it, yeah. Okay, I'm already blown. Okay, yeah. My mind's blown here. And, um, and so it's in Louisiana, so um, uh-huh. it's kind of, you know, with... It's it's very Louisiana y. Yeah. And it's um and, and things... like a whole bunch of like supernatural things happen there. Mm-hmm. And so she has to put up with that. So that's basically the that's synopsis. The yeah. yeah. Alright though. But this movie from he, from literally from moment one, this movie's crazy. It starts off with this flashback. And it's not even in black and white. It's in um Oh, I can't think of the filter. Uh, it's uh, it's like sapia, a, it's some something else. It's like uh, it's like a orangey yeah. feel yeah. Like over the. It's like orangey over black and white. It, yeah, it just looks like uh, think of that, you're holding a, a flame to an old black and white photo. It's like S E R something or other. So I can't remember. I it's in the filters and the you know in your phone. Um, yeah, it's in that that hue, and we find a bunch of uh, people in boats. With torches and weapons going in the water across a bayou. But when they get to the shore, they got a couple, like, jeeps show up. I mean... And they have torches, too? So why they were in the boat... No, it's 1927 when this is happening. Then they show up in... They showed up in something, in vehicles, didn't they? I think that it was, like, horse and carriage. That they I don't showed think up. it was horse They rode over. It was 1927. They had cars. They had bu- buggies. Okay, so maybe it was a little car. But... but it just made me laugh that they came from, they came from, they came from land. They came from sea. <laughs> I'm glad no one came in on like uh, the Wright Brothers plane or something oh like that. Oh my God. Um, yeah, and they all show up and just to go in this house. So they show up in the water. They show up on land. They go in this house and there's a super nervous guy working at the desk. It looks like a hotel of some sort. Yeah, it's a hotel. Um, there's a guy working the desk. He is so sweaty. I don't know if it's because he sees a, like a lynch mob walk in 
or if it's just the hottest day of all time. Well, Louisiana, Louisiana yeah. no like, air conditioner. But yeah, like that. if they're like in the bayou and it's hot. Yeah, they bring the torches into the house. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, actually. I agree. It's terrifying for like the the set people because they could just blaze up the whole entire set piece yeah you know it was, you think they're gonna crazy. burn the house down i know i thought so too like when they were walking they were literally walking in a tiny corridor and they all had torches and i was like oh man this is gonna be bad like there's no way that they didn't have any like you know pyrotechnic problems agreed in that, on that set yeah um they walk in the, the what they're here for is an artist who's painting upstairs they go upstairs and their weapon of choice is a chain and they find this artist, and he's painting a painting of what looks like a blank landscape with corpses. And it's all in grays. And they begin to whip him with the chains, and the chains act like whips. You ungodly warlock. Because of you, this hotel, this town, be cursed forever. They remove flesh with them. It's a little bit extra because... It's so bad, they, too. They hit him with the chains. Like, okay, yeah, he'll have bruises and welts and stuff. There's gonna be, it's going to hurt. Yeah, it's going to hurt, but I don't think it would tear through clothing it and tears rip clothing off. his Perfectly, two perfect off. rips. It's like as the it, it almost appears as though as the chains hitting his his skin, it's yeah. melting his skin and taking like mounds of flesh with it. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's, it is. It's a very odd choice yeah. of a weapon. It's a right off the bat we're starting like <laughs> but this. But already with Fulci, you know, you're getting weird, you know, risk taking things. Like yeah. that's just something new that you don't see every day. <laughs> Like did they take him out of this room or did they nail him to the wall in this room? No, they nailed him to the wall in that room. In this room? Yes. I could swear they took him out and brought him to the basement. But I, all right. Nope. So they, they nail him to, there's a basement? Dude. All right. Anyways, they nail him to the wall. Yep. He kind of puts his hands up and lets it happen. Now, we He's, don't know what this guy did wrong. Okay. No, they're just screaming about him. They're screaming. Not really saying much. No, they show a, a really actually beautiful painting that he was working that, on. They yeah. show they make a point to show that a lot. The, the landscape thing I was talking about. And yeah. then uh, they... Now, lynch moms always bring vats of heated candle wax. <laughs> How they got the candle wax heated in the room okay. and brought it upstairs, <laughs> I don't know how this is happening, but they throw it on this guy. Okay, but maybe he had it, and, and he that's how he was... He like, had heated candle wax no, in his house? No, maybe he was, you know, he had the candles, he was working by candlelight, so maybe he dumped the candle wax in, like, a, a bucket, and... Wow. I maybe mean, that's I'm why they brought the torches. Maybe they made a campfire in the room. Because... I mean, it, would the candle wax survive that long journey? <laughs> That's what they're Because it wouldn't be hot anymore. It's wild. I don't understand. I don't know. But so... they throw it on this guy, and it's it's funny because they're throwing wax on a clearly a dummy. And it's it, definitely it's a melting dummy. the plastic dummy's head. It looks yeah. like it's melting through the guy's flesh. So it doesn't look right. It looks It looks like a mixture of like you know, blood and wax. Yes. So it's like kind of gross looking. That's a running theme in this film. Too. It is. It's like blood and wax. So blood wax yeah. is we're gonna a call that. A lot of melting bloody things yeah. in this movie. It's, um, we're gonna call that blood wax, because that's exactly what it is. <laughs> so we jump forward. And we jump forward in time. We jump forward in time. Yeah. And that's when the woman's at the house. She's walking up with a friend who smokes a pipe. Yeah, so no more in 19... 
79 or yeah. 80. Nobody in this film looks American. No, but we're supposed to be in Louisiana. Yeah, and everybody, and the overdubbing is trying to do accents on only one person. <laughs> Hi, Larry. How's it going? Oh, good morning. I'm going to have this whole wall finished by tonight. Great. Bye. Um, There's only, there, yeah, everyone, is, yeah, it's just odd, the um, choice of yeah. accent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's wild. We, we see this woman. She's walking with her friend. He's a pipe smoking guy. He's a very young guy. You would think this would be an older gentleman with a pipe, but he's a younger guy. And they're walking and talking about the house that she got and how she's going to fix it up and she's going to rent it out. It just jumps into this. We don't really establish these characters. We just automatically open with them. Yeah. And they're walking. And they walk up to the house and we see that there's a painting crew painting the house. And I think she says something to them like, are, are we gonna is it gonna be done today i don't know what she says but the guy on the thing this is the guy who's the only guy with a overdub accent he's like hey how you doing you know like are you trying to do italian so i don't know what his accent was it was so bad yeah it, my life was even worse but it was all overdubbed like, so it was just so funny but he turns to her and she's like uh he says something and it's got a funny accent and then he turns back and looks in the window and we see a woman great Bye. The outside's okay. Good old 1800s Louisiana. But the interior, I mean, hotels just aren't running. With the worst contact lenses of all time, it looks like... It looks like crusty eyes. Yeah, it was gross. So they're trying to Yellow show like this. Eyelids. It was like yellowish, greenish, white. <laughs> it's the only way to describe these contacts. They look like... like like a zit about to pop. It was yeah. disgusting. Okay. So then she's in the window and he sees her and he flips out and he falls backwards now, off I think, the, sca the scaffolding. Yeah. And I think we have to establish there's only three floors and there's, they're only on the second. Yes. They're only on the second floor. There's three floors of this house. Now, this woman has inherited this hotel. It, it looks like a, like a pretty B&B. &B. You know, it would be pretty once they renovate it. Um, and so she's getting, she's doing renovations on it because she wants to open it as a hotel again. Yeah. And this guy's on the third, on the second floor, the second floor. Mm -hmm. And he sees this woman in the window and he gets startled and he falls backwards. Off the scaffolding. And onto like, his back. Onto his back. But it, it, blood squirts out of his mouth as if he's been crushed by a semi. Yeah, he, he looks like he dies. I could jump from this height and yes. land flat on my feet and be fine. This guy falls. And, and it's so overdone. Oh, yeah. And he's bleeding from his mouth. And it, it was so over the top, and he's moaning and groaning. Well, they say, get a doctor. And the next scene, we see him on the couch, and he's moaning and groaning. And he's like <laughs> squirting blood out of his mouth comically, like he's eating a blood packet. And then he, he keeps going, her eyes, her eyes. <laughs> right? And then they go, the eyes. <laughs> uh, the eyes. Arthur, where's that doctor? He's on his way. And then we see a doctor. We see a guy showing up. Now this guy doesn't look like a doctor. He looks like Robert Foster, like it, like a younger version of Robert Foster, like an alligator. And oh he, my God. he shows he up and he gets out of the car. He's wearing like a windbreaker. 
and his shirt's open. You see his chest hair, and he gets in the house, and he goes right up to the guy on the couch. We don't know who this guy is, and he opens his eye. They're like the doctor. He opens the guy's eyes with his fingers, and he goes, this man needs the hospital. <laughs> Like, it was the stupidest I just observation like, yeah. of all time in a movie. Like, okay, so when when this was happening, I literally looked over at you and I said, why are they not taking this man to a hospital? Like Instantly. He's crushed They somehow. have no car? They have no way to get him right. to a hospital? Like, they call the doctor to make a house visit? Yeah, like, what is the... And, there's like, no ambulance? There's, there's an no ambulance? ambulance? There's no telephones? Like, what is going on? Yeah. So, like... But they had a telephone, obviously, because they called the doctor. So why wouldn't you call an ambulance? I don't understand this. This guy's literally, like, hemorrhaging from his mouth, like, spitting out blood everywhere. Yeah. And you think he has, like, internal injuries falling from and the they, second floor. Like They needed this guy to come and tell them that they yes, needed that. They needed the doctor to come say, this man needs a hospital. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, Joe. Do we ever find out what happens to this painter? Nope. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Nope. We never found oh. out. Okay. He does get to the hospital. We now, know that. Can I ask you another question about renovating? Sure. When you um, say we get tomorrow, we just get someone just hands me down an entire hotel to us. Would your first instinct be to paint it first or clear out all the stuff inside? I would say that some of that shit that's been in that house from 1927, because apparently no one's been in that house since 1927. Mm -hmm. I would say it's uh, so old. Thing, yeah. So old, there's like relics in there that she could possibly sell. But the inside of this house looks completely like just a hot mess. There's <laughs> antiques and lamps. I mean, there's more lamps in this house than I have ever seen in my life. Like you could literally clear out all of this stuff, clean up the house, and maybe then paint. Yeah. Like why are you doing everything backwards? This, the we, house is completely like corroded with like junk. And we know... And the reason I bring this up is because we know she has not been in all the rooms in the place that she owns yet because some of the doors won't open. Right. And and now they say, we got to bring this man to a doctor. And two gentlemen bring that guy out of the house. And you think this is going to be one of those moments where maybe she's going to reflect like, oh, this is a tragedy. You know, I hope he's all right. Are we going to get any establishing thing? No, she goes back to work. Yeah, in fact, I she has a plumber show up. Yes. Okay. And, and we also established that there's another guy in the house who's wearing a sports jacket, who we call Torgo, which is one <laughs> from one of our favorite terrible movies ever made, uh, Manos Hands of Fate. I am Torgo. I take care of the place while the master is away. But the child, I'm not sure the master would approve. Or the dog. The master doesn't like children. We only want to know where Valley Lodge is. Which way do we go? There is no place like that around here. He, Torgo just shows, he's in her room, and he's like, she's like, what are you doing in my room? He's like, looking for keys because I can't get in those, those doors. She's like, well, they're not in here. You're going to have to clean the chimney. Like it's it's very impressive to me. I don't know if this is impressive to you that when you know when she inherited this house, she didn't do like a nice walk through. Nothing. You know, maybe you know, jiggle the locks, try and get into each room and see what each room is about. No, uh, she nothing. straight away 
hires contractors straight away doesn't even look into any of the rooms to see what's in there she doesn't clean out yeah. anything it's just like okay well this yeah. is a thing we're just gonna hire contractors you know from day one even though i haven't even walked through this house at all yeah it was so weird so yeah a plumber shows up because it turns out the basement's flooded that's that's wild and by the way they threw the painter in the back seat of that guy's car they just threw him in the back to drive him to the hospital. Oh yeah, they, there was yeah. no regard at all. And, and this this woman who is the owner of this now now owner of this hotel, she has when I tell you zero emotions, zero, zero. This woman is like a brick wall. There is no emoting yeah. coming out of this actress. And when we say that, we're not talking about like Christmas story, you know, like a, a Christmas Carol where she's like the bad guy who gets something and the ghosts are going to come after her and she's going to learn a lesson. No, she's our main character and she's a good person. She yeah. doesn't have any emotions whatsoever or care about like anything. None. None yeah. at all. She she doesn't... I, I don't even and think... We don't even know anything about her. We, we don't know anything about her. About yeah. her. Nothing. They don't even tell us yeah. like who she is or how she inherited this place. I really don't know. They I didn't really tell us know. anything. Yeah. It was just, she just inherited it. Okay, fine. So, so yeah, so the guy shows up to uh, the plumber. He gets out of the car. He looks like a skinny Bluto. I keep saying that everybody looks like Bluto to me. You think but he everybody really does because that's just the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. He's in his overalls. He, he, uh, he's the kind of guy that gets in the house and lights a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, then it seemed he, like everybody just did that I guess back so. then. Yeah, just light a cigarette. Oh, you're going to take me to the basement that's flooded. Okay, we go to the basement. They go down to the basement. He's funny. He, he just keeps saying... Like, the dialogue is terrible. There's no... The overdubbing is really, really bad. But uh, they get to the basement, and a woman shows up out of the darkness. Oh, she's a creep. Yeah, she just creeps up. And the, the plumber and her share a wild look. Martha, I made this little pathway to the far end just for Joe. Thank you, Martha. Well, I'll go take that look. Like, of yeah. sexuality, maybe? Like, or of we're something? Not do we know these yeah. characters? Like, do they know each other? We're not introduced to yeah. anyone properly. But you know what? It turns out, like, everybody knows everybody because the Torgo guy knows that guy by name. Is he coming to help Plum? Like, he knows him. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Um, Colonel Mustard killed Mr. Plum in the, in the... Is that what you're laughing about? <laughs> what is the... What does I plums. do? What does I do, sir? I buttle, which means what? <laughs> Sorry, we're doing clue references. The, the plumber plums. So yeah, he he knows everybody knows each other in this. I got I guess this, this town is only like three places. I don't even know. But um, he's gonna plum. He uh, goes down to plum, and he the woman comes out of the darkness. They see each other, and they share a look. And she's like, "I made a walkway for you." Yeah, I don't understand this. How long has this fucking basement been this flooded? You're like, you know, waist deep yeah, in but, this muck. But the question really is, who's this woman? Right. Because they know she her. Creeps she creeps around. She built a plank to walk on. She built She's planks. been there long enough to, yeah. to build a plank to walk on. And you pointed out that they're the caretakers? Yes. She said that they've been there for a long time. But what does that mean? But they what haven't they doing? taken care of the fucking house. So it looks like crap. So if you, somehow she gets a hold of this house. I don't really understand. She said she inherited it. she inherited it. I, I don't understand it. Who owned it? Right. They don't say. Yeah. They don't so, say. And then if caretakers came with it and they didn't do anything, my first instinct is 
fire the caretakers. Yeah, this the place, place looks, looks, like, looks shit. like shit. There's yeah. dust everywhere. There's there's things that have been sitting and rotting in this house since 1927. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with these people? What are you taking care of? Exactly. Because it's not the house. Like, so, what are you... And she looks like a zombie, too, this woman, this caretaker. She looks like she's been through something. She's been... She looks like a... She needs a coffee. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Bluto throws his cigarette in the, the water, jumps into it, walks through the water, and goes to the back. The uh, two women go upstairs. Um, Bluto goes through the house, the, the basement, and he gets to a source of what he thinks is the water. So he starts breaking the wall around the pipe that he thinks is leaking. When he hits the bricks, it sounds like fine china being smashed. Yeah, it was this weird sound effects in this movie. So he gets through the wall, crawls through it, and there's an entire other basement or house like under this, this back of this wall. So he follows it further and gets to what looks like a muddy pile falling apart on a wall. And he gets to it. Instantly sticks his hands in it. Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you stick your hands in an unknown yeah. substance? And then, this is all fine. You don't think he would go get this woman and say, there's a whole other room? Yeah, nobody communicates. No one tells no anyone one anything. No one tells anyone anything. Yeah. And he... So when shit happens, nobody no really, one knows. Nobody knows what's happening. And that's how we feel as viewers. Yeah. No, I have no idea what's happening. I like, was baffled. Yeah, so he hears like voices in the wall. It's full Amityville horror now. It he's is, like, yeah. He's like, voices behind a mucky wall that looks bloody and gross, and he's getting in there. There's no light, really. And he reaches in there, and he uh, instantly has a hand pop out and grab his his eyeball. He pushes <laughs> out an olive out of his face. Yeah. Like an olive eyeball that's stuck on his face. This movie's all about eyeballs. Yeah, this movie is... Oh, God. If you have an eye phobia like I do... Yeah, but it looks so cheesy it does. that it's not even hard to look away. It's like you don't need to look away because it's so yeah, goofy. But things come close to a lot of eyeballs in this. Oh, where it eyes looks, attacking. It, it's yeah. a, a lot of eye stuff in this. It and got to the point where I actually said to you, I, let me guess, eyeball? Eyeball? <laughs> Here we come. Um, yeah, but... It, and then so like he literally... Whatever the hand is, like claws out his eye yeah. and, and just fucks him up. And yeah, we do, what is the hand from? Yeah, we, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And then all of a sudden, the, the music in this movie, by the way, we, we didn't even talk about that. Oh, it's God. a constant piano. Yeah. And it constantly plays. So yeah, they also show a body just all of a sudden lifts out like a dead corpse, comes out of the water behind the wall. Yeah. So yeah, after that happens, mm-hmm. when he gets his, his eyeball popped out and stuff, then another body just pops out of the water. Yeah, and like it's still... Nice de- decayed. It yeah. looks like um like a freeze-dried pile of poop. It's what it looks like. It's the like face. A, yeah. There's a lot of police showing up for the bodies right now if you I hear know. the police in Jeez. our background. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's two corpses in the... <laughs> another uh, clue reference. Two corpses <laughs> in the basement. Everything's fine. Um, yeah. Well, here's the funniest part is... Now we just cut to the woman who owns the house. She left. Oh yeah, she's just driving, and she turns out she's driving what we thought looked like the uh, bridge in Key West. Okay, it looked exactly like the Seven Mile Bridge. Yeah, so which like, we were told that there's a bridge just like that in Louisiana. Okay, so we know that there is because we drove. We over drove it. on, but I don't yeah. remember looking this 
Like, this looks exactly well, like the Well, this was 1981. Yeah, they might have changed a lot. Yeah, so when we did that drive, it was different, but... Why yeah. is she on this long bridge? Why yeah. did she leave the house? She left a plumber in it? She left a guy in the chimney? A yep. painter has fallen and got hurt. We don't know what happened to the other painter. Nope. She had her friend with her. He's gone. Yep. Um, She's just all of a sudden on her, in her car, driving on a bridge, and she sees... A woman and a dog standing in the middle of the bridge. No one else is on this bridge. Yes. Now, reference back to when the painter was um, on his scaffold and he saw in the window a woman with really fucked up looking eyes and it scared him. Mm. Well, this woman has the same eyes. Yes. this It looks like the same woman. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, she's in the middle of the bridge. And this is just normal. She gets out of her car and she walks up to her and she says... Character's name, which I'm blank. She knows the character's name. They say their names a lot, she so I shouldn't remember these names. But I'm like, how do you know her? She's like, I've been waiting for you. I've been looking for you. You just started walking. You're a blind person who's walking down the road until you find this woman? Yeah. How many people live in this town? Three? Right. And she's, okay, mind you, she is a blind woman with a seeing eye dog. Um, and, and she has she's, giant, crusty contacts in yeah, her eyes. But she's blind. So what are you what are you trying to find? You're you're wandering around on a bridge in the middle of nowhere. There's ocean around you. Like what is this plot? What yeah, the fuck exactly, is happening exactly. here? Exactly. So I'm like, okay, I don't understand this. So apparently they know each other in the our main protagonist, the owner of the hotel, the the blonde lady. She apparently is just not even concerned or taken aback by this incident happening with the girl just being on the bridge with the dog in the middle of nowhere yeah she just she's just like oh okay this is something that happened they talk. and then they, they talk they cut away from this moment this is what's even more insane they cut away from this moment to show a morgue and yeah. they show the doctor that showed up at the house working in a morgue now he's dressed in full dentist he looks a, like a like, dentist. Yeah, he looks like a dentist from the old... Like, just think of um, St uh, Steve Martin in Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, except his scrubs buttons. were like green. Yeah, he yeah. has green, this doctor. Yeah, it, it just looks dentist-like. It, it's really, really odd. But he's working in a morgue that is the most beautiful morgue. It's like all lights for all along the walls. And it's like, it's a very strange... And it, the room has got a circular table... And there's bodies on every one of them. Yeah, it kind of looks like an um, like if you go into a museum, it looks like a, like a museum display. It, it like it does look like a, like an art display. Yeah, like an art display. And it's the weird. best part of this is he's working on the painter's corpse, not the yes. painter, the plumber. No, the, the, the one that was plumbing. The, the one that was plumbing. The one that plumbed. He he plums. So yeah, he's the one that got killed first, the plumber, and so 
Yeah, the the thing came out of the wall and grabbed him, and he's yeah. He's but they dead. just have his corpse. But how do they have his corpse mm-hmm. there at the at the hospital morgue? Who found it? Who found it? Who took it there? I mean, yeah, they, I, they might. You know what? I might be skipping over the fact that the uh, caretaker woman might have gone down there and found him. Okay. But we never saw cops. We never established that the woman who owned the house saw it or heard about it. Th- there was never yeah. a police officer at this location. Did we never see a cop? No. There's no cops in this world. Never. Um, and they just all of a sudden have him in the morgue. And right next to him is the other corpse. Now, they're establishing that the fact, first off, how the woman found her back, found their bodies, is crazy because he was behind a wall in a secret yeah. room. What's even crazier is there was like voices and a monster apparently killed this guy. So what's wild about that is cops had to come, people had to go down there, mm-hmm. and no one else got murdered. No one ever ever saw anything that was down there that killed anybody. They just found a very old corpse. Yeah. Which might have been the painter's corpse, by the way. I think it's I think it's all burnt up. That's why it's so messed up looking. I think it was the painter's corpse. Because hmm. they never found him, apparently. Uh I don't know. That might be a long shot, but I'm pretty sure that's what it I is. I mean, you know, anything's possible with this. Yeah, and I think they walled him in there or something. Uh so yeah, that corpse of the rotting person who might be the painter and the plumber are both on the table. And another doctor comes in, and he's got a full bushy mustache, big old mustache. He's like, hey, what's going on? I'm going to test my brain machine out on this corpse. Yeah, okay. Th- I am just And he's baffled. like, you want to test your brain machine out on this corpse? The, and he's the like, corpse is a corpse. He's dead. He doesn't have brain activity. I don't know. What I, the fuck are you he, doing? He says, I want to do it. And he's like, okay, but you, I'm going to go. But when I come back, I'm going to perform an autopsy on that. Well, it's a yeah. he said it was a brain stimulation. Um, it was a brain scan brain, machine. No, it was like a brain stimulation <sighs> thing. That still it doesn't make sense like, to me. I don't know. It, 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 was so, it was so stupid. I don't know. He's in amazingly good shape for a corpse that's supposed to have been dead six years. Mm-hmm. What do you guys had to open up and see what he had for breakfast? How about we give it a try with, uh... Forget it. Hmm? You want to wire this old guy on your brainwave machine? Well, why not? Okay, okay. But you're on your own with this one. I warn you, though, when I get back, I'm going to give him an autopsy. I don't yeah. even know what the hell. So, he, he leaves, the one doctor leaves, and he... We see his entire walk to his car, which he has happened to park on the sidewalk. Yeah, he's parking on the sidewalk. Right in front of the hospital on the sidewalk. The yeah. hospital also looks like a, um, like a, like a, uh, court, like not a courthouse, but like the mayor's house. Everything uh, looks the, uh, like colonial, yeah. you know, very like. If you've ever been to a small town, you've got yeah. that one uh, mayor's house, not mayor's house, but the. Uh, yeah, like the governor. I can't think of the like, word. The city house. Yeah, the like town hall. Like, town, kind, thank you. That's it what it kind of looked like town hall. It, it was like they just slapped a hospital sign, sign on, on it. it just, yeah. you know, but apparently this guy's just driving on the sidewalk and that's fine. Yeah. So. He parked on the sidewalk. Yeah, he's just, yeah. So the other guy's putting the brain machine on the, on the corpse and he's like, oh, it's time for me to leave too. So he takes the elevator. They have an elevator right in there, wherever they are. I Now, they're supposed to be doctors, but they seem like coroners? I mean, because they're cutting and they're doing autopsies. They're doing autopsies. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say that they're coroners. They didn't mention finding them awkwardly. They're not talking about how he was a crime scene and how he lost his eye. Right. He's just 
dead. Like, yeah. they just found a dead body. It, there's, like, no investigation here. Like, cops would be all over that house. Yeah, and it would be it would be a big deal. There was a murder. Yeah. And also the same day, a guy painter fell. Right, this And he's crazy seen shit. a woman. He saw a crazy woman. Yes, so, in the same day, all this stuff is happening, and there are no police at this location. And also, the woman who owns this place is literally completely unfazed by all of this. Yes. She, she's just completely unfeeling. And now this is, to me, the best scene in any bad movie I've ever seen because it doesn't, I so logically, my mind hurts. And what happens in the scene, it, 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 the same thing that happens to the character in the scene is what happened to me watching it. <laughs> uh, so the guy with the bushy mustache, put the, the, the bushy mustache who put the thing on the guy's head, he takes an elevator and it comes instantly. And the elevator always comes instantly for everybody in this room. And he gets in the elevator and leaves. But then we cut to the outside where a woman and a child walk in. And it's like a little red-headed child with the pippy long-stocking hair. The pigtails, yeah. And a woman. I, we do not know who these characters are. There's no are. introduction. Yeah, there they, is just, they're just there. They walk up. She makes the little girl sit down on a chair outside the door. And she goes in the door. The door leads to the laboratory. To the morgue. Where all the dead bodies are lined yeah, up. Yeah, wherever this is, we don't know what this is. I guess it's a morgue. I guess it's a... It it's must be a lab. It's definitely a morgue. Because There's... they're doing autopsies. Yes. So, she walks in there. Why were the people taking the elevator? Right. Why, why is she just allowed to walk in there? She this, seems this lady... like she's on the first floor. But yes, but she's a civilian. Yeah, so, so, why would you just walk into a, a place like that? Well, beyond that... Where was the elevator going? The 10th level of hell. I don't know. <laughs> Wherever it went, it brought the guy to the first floor to get his car outside. Yeah. No, so, nothing in this building makes sense. They took an elevator to go somewhere. I don't understand that at all. But she walks in the room. No doctors. No nurses. Nothing. No one's working here. There's no receptionist. She just walks in and proceeds to cry over the plumber's body. And yep. starts dressing him. Yeah, she walks in holding a suit. Like, you know, for yeah. like a funeral. Like for a funeral. And so she dresses... This is mind-boggling, so you guys. It seems she, to she establish that... dressing him herself. Now, mind you, this woman, what, is 5'3"? This man, this plumber... Who, is huge. Who, who just passed away is huge. Yes. Okay, he's like at least 6'2". And she dresses him in the suit... By herself. Now, mind you, his face is looking really fucked up, okay? He's got no eye, and they cut up in his chest. Yeah, and she is completely not bothered by any yeah. of this. He, he, okay. I'm just gonna, I have to backtrack just to break this down. He has just been murdered. There should be an investigation. Right. He is having an autopsy to see what happened to him. I don't know why. His eye was ripped out. We already yeah. know. But let's just say... That the murderer left some, and they have to check his own body. Fine. Right, yeah. He wasn't embalmed. No. But she's dressing him. She's dressing him. And the way she dresses him is to cut the shirts back. Right. So she can just, you know, glide it onto him. I guess that's how they do it in funeral homes. But he's not at a funeral home. He's in the he's hospital. He's in a morgue. I don't understand It, it was so mind-boggling. You guys, I can't even stress to you. And now she's crying. Scene. She's crying. Which would make us believe... That she's related to him, maybe wife. Yeah, maybe that's his we aren't wife. told. Now these There's both no characters, introduction. yeah, both the plumber and this woman have extremely black hair. Yes, they have a child outside waiting with red hair. 
Yeah. I I don't know what's happening. So I guess so, we're just supposed to assume that that was his daughter. Yeah. The brain machine on the other corpse beats like a heartbeat. Yes. It's a brain machine. Now, this is it's the body that's been, who knows how long it's been down there yeah. underneath the water in this basement, and it just floated up. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's beeps and blips on this, yeah. you know, the, machine that says that this brain activity is uh, like it's alive. Yeah. Okay. Guess what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't come back. Nope. She uh, all of a sudden looks, and I'm pretty sure we get a shot of a hand in a, one of the um, the body bags, like opening the body bag. There's another corpse in the room. I think it sticks its finger through the body bag and rips it like it's wax paper. It's I don't remember very that. Fun. Yeah, it, that happens really quick. So all of a sudden she's, she's dressing him and she looks up. And we don't see what she's looking at, but she starts screaming. Yeah, she starts screaming for no reason because no they reason. don't show us what she's looking at. So then we cut to the girl outside going, my mom's screaming or something. She doesn't she say says, anything. Yeah, she, she says mommy. Well, she only does it when she opens the door. So she, she gets up, she goes in the room, and she sees her mother laying down on the floor. And above her, there's a table, and there's a jar of what looks like water turned sideways. And it's a giant comical jar. Yes. And it is pouring on her face, the mother's face. And she says, Mom, right? But then she looks all over the room. She sees the corpse that they, she was dressing, the other corpse with the brain machine. She keeps doing this jump cut where they show them what she's looking at. Bodies, bodies, mother on floor, liquid paint pouring in her face, all over the floor. She's not doing anything. She's not going to help her mother up. She's not going to stop the liquid from falling in her face. She's just staring all over the room. I mean, we're just assuming that this is acid hitting her mom, but it's... Well, yeah. Spoiler Why? alert. Okay. The, the liquid starts burning her face off, yes. and it happens for a good five minutes. Yeah, it so just how happens. much is in there yeah. in that jar? It's, it's like it doesn't stop. But what is what scared her that she screamed is what we'll never know. We don't know. We're not she told. She screamed. She just looked and up there's and there's no screamed. wounds. There's no wounds. No. She's just on the floor She's with a jar pouring on her face. And the fa- her face, just like the opening, it's another dummy head melting yes and it is just melting and we watch it melt for the entire scene yeah it and goes the, on for a long the time the best part of that is that's why i was saying it, it the scene did exactly what was happening to this woman it made my brain melt because <laughs> i did not know what was happening and her her skin her flesh her head it just melts but it becomes a pool like the blob yeah and it starts coming at the little girl's feet and the little girl's like freaking out, and so she's she finally having, reacts. I mean, she's having a meltdown because she's in a room with a whole bunch of corpses. So now she's looking at what we believe is her father's corpse, and now her her mother is on the floor with her entire face um, dissolved by acid. And, and it looks like Pepto Bismo is attacking her on the floor. It's just flowing across the floor. It is so much liquid coming out of yeah. this head. It's and disgusting. She screams. Well. All right, cut cut away. So now we have the woman. Uh, I think she picked up the blind woman and she brought her home and they had a whole conversation. So the owner of the house picked up the blind woman and she brought her back to her, her house where she lives with her dog. And they had a whole conversation and none of it matters. There's a book and the woman says, 
she says something about, uh, is there someone else here? And she's like, no. I I know you're here. And she's like, "Ah, well, you have to leave. Whatever. She leaves. So she's driving. And at the same exact time, the doctor coroner guy is on the side of her. They both pull up at the light and they both look at each other and they smile. Right? Mm -hmm. And then decide to go get milkshakes. I don't really know where they go, they, but she is drinking a huge milkshake. Yeah. And she holds it up into the camera shot right next to her face so we constantly see the milkshake. And right behind them at this restaurant they're at is a jazz band. Like literally, when I when we say right behind them, they could be sitting on her lap. Yeah, they're right That's there. That's how close they, they are to them. And but luckily they turn the volume down on them because they're silent. They're almost. They're almost. They're just, on the lowest setting. Yeah, it, it was so. It was ridiculous. I'm like, okay, all right. What a what a what a nice jazz band to play low for the people talking in front yeah. of them with the milkshakes. It, it was. I mean, this woman is like. I think the reason to tell you this about this milkshake scene is because this woman literally just is completely in. I don't know denial of what's happening at her house. I mean, there's. All this stuff happens in one day. Yeah, do we, we don't even know if she was told about the plumber being dead and another body being found in the basement. Yeah. We have no idea. And we all feel like this is the same day within the same hour, right? And they're talking about, I don't know, they're basically setting up a meet cute between these two. They're, she's telling him about how she inherited the house and, and what's happening, you know, like, and how she wants to fix it up and whatever. And he's really nice. He says... Well, put me down for a room. When it opens, I'll rent the first room. And she's like, you'll get the finest in the house. Yeah, so we're, we're assuming that they're setting these two up to be like a couple, you now, know? They're going yeah. to have some romantic interest. Going here was a, a last-minute thing. They just saw each other at a light, and they decided to go to lunch together. Yeah, which is, you know, actually more emotion in that scene. Yeah. When she's like kind of like getting cute with the guy. That's like the most emotion we see out of this product. It's not even emotion. She's just like, eh. Yeah, it's, well, it's actually, it's emotion. Saying emotion is a stretch. This yeah. woman has nothing on her face. No, yeah. And why I brought up the fact that they did, they just decided to go here out of the blue is because he gets a phone call. Someone knew he was there. Someone well, knew he was I there. I don't know how. Um, apparently, this is where he frequents all the time, I guess. Well, um, he gets a phone call and goes across to the bar. Now, now we just talked about how they're in front of a jazz band playing and in low, low, like a. Music. You can barely hear the music. You, you and can barely hear them. You can hear perfect conversation, but he goes yeah. all the way across the bar to the bar, and now he can't hear the phone call. Yeah, because the the music somehow got louder, so yeah, now he him. has his hand over his other ear. I'm like, this is so freaking stupid. So what we're told, what we're we're to gather, is that he was just told. About the incident with the 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 melting head that just happened in his at his work, okay, and so that's he's in shock. So they cut to they they pan back to her face, and she looks like all of a sudden she got sick, like she knows what's happening. Right. We we she doesn't. We yeah. we have no idea what. So we just cut away from that. We just yeah, we don't we cut away from yeah. that. <laughs> and I mean, she's completely just. Uh, and she's like disillusioned. Yeah, we don't see the doctor finding out about the dead body. We don't find out that he, he was neg- negligent in the fact that he left the door open and that he had a jar of acid sitting in the room. We, we, we just find out. We cut to the little girl's funeral. She's at a funeral for the for the woman, for her mother. I mean, 
right? We just cut to it. And I don't even know what to say to this because she had a funeral and she has no family she has left. No family, so she's, she's literally alone. there. For, I mean, whose funeral is she at? Well, her she mother's, said mom. Or yeah, but that was clearly her father on the table. And I'm thinking, well, luckily they just slipped the mom's body because it's fully burned away from acid. I would think they could just slip it in a jar in the top of the mausoleum they seem to be at. So. Uh, it's just so weird. This, uh, the whole entire plot. I mean, it's dizzying. Well, she's at a funeral. She walks away. She gets someone to hug her. You think this is somebody who's going to take her in and this has some kind of relevance to the plot. But the woman hugs her and then just leaves her. This is a little girl who looks 13. Yeah, she has like no family. So She they... looks exactly like Max from Stranger Things. Yeah, but she I kept calling does, her. Yeah. Um, she uh, just walks. Then she, the woman walks away. She's completely alone. She walks toward the camera. And one of the worst shots, the camera cannot stay steady. She opens her eyes. And now she has the blind contacts. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. So, can we talk about, I mean, they? He, she was, the, the woman, the owner of the house, was walking through the city with the guy, and they found a bookstore. Oh, it's her other friend with the pipe. Yes. But we, we never, yeah. But before that, she there's a book set up, and we kept calling it a funny joke. What was the name yeah, of the book? Yeah, we kept calling Eb- it a... Ebony, Eb- Eben- Ebon, um, Ebon? Ebon Bon. Yeah, we kept calling but it But it's Ebon actually Bons. called an Ebon. In this book, I collected all the prophecies of Ebon, handed down from generation to generation over more than 4,000 years. It's Ebon. And um, what this book is, I mean, I had to look into this, but it's like, um, I guess it has to do with like H.P. Lovecraft and it has to do with the resurrection of the dead. Yeah, this whole movie is about hell. The seven dreaded gateways are concealed in seven cursed places. Woe be unto him who ventures near without knowledge. I mean, it's yeah. very obvious. I mean, yeah, so whatever's happening in this house yeah. uh, has something to do yeah. with the devil. It, this house, and that's why no one's opened it, no one's whatever. She, um, she found this book. She keeps seeing this book because they broke into that one room because when... You said that they brought the blind woman back to her, her own house, but she didn't. She brought the woman to her place because there is the old functioning ringing bells to alert the desk to help the rooms. Yeah. So it says the number 36 that makes 36 rooms in this place doesn't seem that big. It doesn't seem that big. Um, no. But the room 36 rings and it hasn't been opened yet. And... The, the blind woman knew that was coming, and she got scared. So that means the thirty six was where the painter lived. Yes, where the painter from nineteen twenty seven, the one that got uh, hot waxed. And the blind um, woman seems to know about that painter. The the blind woman seems to know something about that. So when she hears the bell, you know, she's like, "What is that?" And the says, owner of the hotel says, "Oh, that's that's thirty six room thirty six, but no one's in there." Yeah, she's like, "Well, but we haven't opened that room. This no one's is in there. like another classic of this like." moment of this woman not feeling any or showing any emotion because literally if i was an owner of this hotel and i heard a ding from a room that was unoccupied and no one was in there and just kept dinging i would be scared shitless oh yeah instantly you would be scared she's but she's completely just like, uh-huh? like oh that's a thing that's happening the like, blind woman is more more emotional because she says yeah. uh that's that was um i want to say his name is something an l like Laban or something like that and she's like that was his room that's where he was, the painter. Yeah. And 
Okay. So they finally get in that room. They use like a, a hand axe and they break it open. Yep. And they get in that room and they find the painting, which is covered in cobwebs, and the book that Ebon. It, it, it's it's E I B O N is how you spell yeah. it. And they they find that and she's like, oh, this is so creepy. And the the friend with the pipe, he just keeps touching the painting full of cobwebs. Oh, look at this cool painting, you know. <laughs> um, that that's what that is established. But yeah, later on we we cut to. Her being obsessed with this book and seeing this book. Which kind of reminds me of, like, I just kept calling it the Necronomicon because yeah. I knew it had something to do with demons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, you, they walk past the, uh, they're just talking now. The the They're on the street. They're walking around, the guy with the pipe and her. And she sees in the book window the same book. Yeah. Because the book keeps vanishing. Yeah, it, kept, it mysteriously disappeared from the house. Yeah. And she noticed that it wasn't on the desk anymore. And, and she that was like one of her first emotions. Like, oh, she actually emoted when she realized that the book wasn't there anymore. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say real fast that we're totally talking out of order now because it's very... Scenes just happened, so it's very convoluted. Yeah. And the only way to talk about it is trying to remember little things because there's so many little things that don't make any sense. None of it so, makes sense. I mean, it's just, it's completely, it's bonkers. Yeah. So she goes, she sees it in the window, like it's being sold at a store. So she goes inside. She leaves a friend, apparently, because they just cut to her going in the store. Yeah. And it has a bookstore owner that might as well be a David Lynch character. Oh, he is He's such just a laughing. creep. He's just laughing. here a different one you want to buy the book no not this one the one that was here before just a second ago that book's been there for two years nobody wants to buy it it's very nice though very very interesting <laughs> liza what's wrong about the book and I don't, they don't have the book in there. It, she just saw it. So she's telling her friend about the book. And this guy's like, oh, interesting. She just thought she saw the book. Yeah, she thought she saw it. Well, that guy, the pipe, the friend, goes to a library and asks another, I guess a curator or something about that book. And do you have old books that around that time? This guy, it turns out to be Fulci in the movie as a cameo playing the librarian or whatever. And he's like, we have a whole rack of old books up there. I'm going to go to lunch. You have free range. I'll give you quiet and you can stay here and look at all the books. So the guy has to climb a ladder and he goes <laughs> all the way up to the top of the ladder and he finds a stack of old books up there and he's looking through them and he finds one book that happens to be the book. So he yep. brings it down. Well, he looks at, for some reason, he's looking at it on the ladder. Yeah, he's sitting on the ladder and he's looking at it. And, yeah. Which it, is a mist it's mistake. It's the cheapest ladder, too. It's like a really, un, like, fragile ladder that you would not see in a library. It's totally not even close. Um, he's reading on top of the ladder and he sees a map of her house drawn in the book. And she, he sees that there's an entire basement we're not even told this. We're, no. we're just gathering this because we watched this movie and we're like, 
trying to figure out what the fuck You're just piecing stuff together. But he's, he's, he freaks out. He goes, oh my God, what the hell is this? And at that same moment, he falls from the ladder onto his back, just like the painter in the opening. And he is completely, like, incapacitated by this fall. Yeah, but I think that there, wasn't there like a lightning strike coming out of the book? Yeah, he got struck by lightning. I didn't remember. The lightning. Yes, there was a, was a huge cheap effect because I don't remember seeing it. It was a cheap effect, but I mean, it was a like a bolt of lightning that came out of the book and hit him, and that's what caused him to fall backwards. So yes, he was struck by lightning inside the house, inside the library. I have the to go library. This. I yes. don't remember that. At yes, all. he got struck by lightning. Are you sure? Yes, one hundred percent got struck <laughs> by lightning. Okay. In well, who the cares? library. Because the next scene overshadows that happening, and that's probably why I don't remember it. Because when he falls to the floor, wind up spiders. Wind up toy spiders come oh out of the God, floor the be- underneath thing. the bookcase and crawl at him. But they keep cutting to shots of real spiders and the fake spiders, wind up spiders crawling. And they crawl up on him and they're playing this sound effect that sounds like birds? Okay. Or something. These spiders seem to have like some kind of a chirping sound coming out of them. Yes. It's It's like chirping. The the sound effects in this movie are so, I mean, just like everything else in the movie, completely nuts. I mean, I mean, just everything that goes on in this movie is nuts. I can't even wrap my head around it. But why would you bother to use fake spiders that they clearly look like toys? Well, that's because in the next shot, when they crawl all over his face... Oh, my God. Someone is shoving the toy spider into makeup effects on his face. Yes. And ripping off the fake flesh with their hand Yeah. So in a close-up of looking like the spider is doing it. The spiders are crawling all over his face. First, they go for his lip. Yep. And of course, because it's Fulci... It goes for his eyeball and rips his eyeball out perfectly. Yeah, now mind you, these are spiders. Spiders. So why can't he pinchers. just like move his hands and flick them off or something? Yeah. He just lays there and lets it happen. Yes, he and doesn't even move his hands. It's just like they went so extra to try and get this effect of the grossness of these tarantulas like gutting this guy's like, he's not body. screaming. He's not moving. He's just laying there letting this happen. Yeah. They're crawling in his mouth and ripping out his tongue. And it's it happens for four minutes straight. I mean, it literally goes on it, what seems like forever. And it was only... Be, it was so cheap it's of so Fulci cheesy to looking. do that. It was like, okay, I know that you're going for gore, but this is taking way too long. You can literally, you know, find a way to make it look gory and gross and not use these stupid fake toy spiders. It's yes. ridiculous. And you can see that someone's shoving them into the wounds to pull them off. Yes, I was literally angry watching this scene because I'm like, okay, this is so cheap. It, it's like, like, come on. It shouldn't make you creeped out because it's like a phobia. Spiders are a phobia. Right. But it's so bad looking that you could care it less. It looks literally terrible. Yeah, terrible. I mean, almost unwatchable. Like, you're just like, come on. Yeah, I agree. This is a joke. A freaking 12-year-old kid can, you know, do better special effects than this. Yeah. It was um, terrible. And guess what? The uh, the map on the, the book, it disappears. It vanishes. And guess what? We never hear about anybody finding out about this death. Yeah, no one, no one finds out. No. That's just another thing that happens. It's like, okay, there's no police. There's no one finds a body. No one seems to care there's about anything. Nothing. There's, there's nothing. Um, 
Yeah, uh, so yeah. It's so hard to talk about because it's just scene after scene that never connects properly. Nothing it just connects. doesn't it just doesn't feel like a movie. It's, it actually feels no. like vignettes stuck together. Yeah, like seriously, this what it is is like just moments slapped together. Like he just filmed some shit and and just you know, just put it together like silly putty. Yeah. And and that's what it is. It's silly putty. I mean, even the special effects look like silly putty. Yeah. Everything is just awful looking. Um, nothing is, is sensible at all. Like, yeah. and none of the emotions coming out of these people, n- the acting is dreadful. And now we're, we're forced to deal with these ridiculous special effects. Like, yeah. I can't even call them special effects because I'm like, just, yeah, to, oh to, to make it worse. Like we, we, the woman goes back into room 36, the owner of the, the place, and she sees the crucified painter and freaks out and then tries to tell her friend, the doctor. Yeah. And he's like. Nothing's in there. So his he goes name is John, the, the the friend who's the doctor, and her name is Liza. So John and Liza, Liza yeah, they they you know they he, go into the he room. He doesn't find anything. He sees the nails are still on the wall. The nails are still on the wall, but he doesn't see the body. Yeah, the book is gone again. She see the she saw the book. It's not there. Um, and I'll, I guess I could also point out that the two caretakers die. The uh, one woman caretaker. Uh, is in I, I believe she's in the room with the nails on the wall. Oh yeah, yeah. She goes in there to clean that room up now. But yes. because you know, now you should start cleaning it up. You're the caretaker for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, she hasn't cleaned it in like she since nineteen twenty seven. Yeah. She goes in the room <laughs> and she finds a tub full of diarrhea water. Okay. This water, you guys, it's like as if like tar and poop and throw up were all mixed in together. And that's what this water looks like. So instantly she reaches into so it. So naturally you just reach in with your bare hand and you yep. just feel around in there. Yeah, she pulls out an entire beard full of hair. Yes. Yeah, and uh, the water starts draining. And then the plumber, the dead corpse of the plumber rises out of the water. And she just screams, stands still, and lets him kill her by pushing her. And guess what? I bet you can guess. Her eye into the nail or the back of her head so the nail comes through in front of her eye and shoots like a silly straw Uh, blood out of the eyeball like a fountain oh my god i mean it was just so comical it 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 is so comical this eye looked ridiculous it looked like one of those gummy eyeballs that you get during halloween in the candy you know you get them at the dollar store it's like a gummy eyeball that's what it looked like I'm like, come on, god damn it. It's like, you not... have a budget here. Why can't you do something better than this? Yeah, it's neither scary nor, like, I, I'm trying to think of the words here. It's it's none of the things that the scene should be. You should be scared, creeped out, and grossed out by the yeah, gore. Nothing. None of it. Like, it's so comical. We're literally, like, we watched it with some friends, and we were laughing. Like, we're like, you're kidding. Like, yeah, you're kidding. This, this is like, we're being punked or something. Yeah, this every, can't be true. This is a movie where every moment you're going to say, okay. Yeah. Okay then. Yeah, okay then. Sure. Well, that's a thing that yeah. happened because literally, like, th- this is just a um a movie, but it's like not. It's actually not a movie at all. It's kind of just like a series of like shots of things happening, like gelled together. It, yes. There's no point to anything yeah. that's happening on the screen. The so, uh, the other caretaker goes down to seal up the hole in the wall, like he knows about it. No. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think he's killed. And I gotta yeah. tell you, I don't even remember how he just dies. I, I don't even remember. It, at this it doesn't. Point. I mean, it's just no rhyme or bad. reason. I'm to sure any something of happened to his eyeballs. I'm sure something um, happened to his eyeballs for sure. But 
That's a running theme in this movie. It's a running theme for him as a director. I understand it's a part of the theme of being scared and witnessing evil, I guess. And it makes you blind. And it it goes into a Bible verse about uh, when when you witness the abyss... When you stare into the abyss, yeah. it stares back. And I guess it's like all of that. And the movie is also shoehorned in, bookended, I mean, in verses. Yeah. Like verses of like what hell is about. Right. Um, yeah. But it still, it just makes the scenes baffling though. It, even if that's what they're trying to get at, it's just so baffling it, it's, how it's, it all plans plays out. But they're not explaining anything. Yeah. Like we don't know anything about any of these people. Not yeah. one of these people. Who the hell are they? Yeah. We don't know anyone. We barely know names, for God's sake. And so, like, when all this stuff is happening, we're supposed to give a shit about yeah, exactly. these people. We don't because we don't even know who they are. Exactly. So, so getting further into the film, the blind woman now comes to the woman's house. She just shows up in the house. Though the woman is. Not knowing that you know her friend was killed by spiders, a plumber had died. They found a corpse. The uh, the woman that went into the morgue got her face melted. Mm-hmm. There's a kid that's uh, like homeless. I don't know. Um, there's all these events happening. She goes. She's back in her place, and it just so happens the blind woman's sitting in her place now. We, we didn't even talk about how funny all the vases are, all the lamps in these movies. This movie. the, it's like everywhere. The set it's vases pieces, and lamps. It's like they just went to a thrift store yeah. and bought 17 lamps and just put them all in one room. Yeah. And, and you know, terrible drapery yeah. with, f- like, floral patterns. And it, it, it was just puke. The blind woman is in the house. And she's like, you're here? Yeah. And she's like, uh, I, I need to know. I need you to know. I was hoping that you would leave. I think that she was trying to warn her that she should leave. Yeah. And she never did. She's like, well, since she never left, I guess I should tell you what's going on. Okay, great. Please tell us. She's like, the house is a gateway. It's There's seven gateways to hell. And this house was built on one of them. Huh. Why didn't you tell her from fucking moment one? I mean, you that, that moment on the bridge when they first saw each other, why wouldn't you tell That's her then? That's the moment you tell her. Instead, okay. she's just like, hey, leave. Yeah. And, and so... You know, now we, we, she, she, she gets up and she starts reaching out and she senses something and it's the painting and she touches it and it cuts her palms. Yeah. The okay. The painting cuts her palms. Yeah. And she runs out straight out. I'm glad this blind woman knows exactly where the door is. Oh, how to get, And she knew yeah. that the door was open because she just books out of the house. Yep. And you know how we know that she books out of the house? Because we see it eight times. They show it. At least in eight slow times motion. in slow motion over and over. And over and over. I'm like, and what is happening? I think we're being told that she was chased out of the house because they kept showing other feet following her. Yeah, I have no idea. They don't tell us I anything. Don't... We're just to assume that there's some kind of evil presence, you know, after her. Yeah. It, it's so bizarre. So here's the even funnier part is that she tells the, co- uh, the doctor, this random doctor who also doesn't seem bothered by any of this. No cops again are involved no in this movie. No, there's so er- many dead there's bodies. There's like at least eight um, dead bodies here. He's like, there is no blind woman. Yeah, he's no like, one lives no, in that house. There's no blind woman that, that lives in this town. Yeah, it's I know nice. everybody here. Yeah, I know no everybody. There's no blind woman. Okay, well, and then who's this chick? So this would establish this is a ghost who has a seeing eye dog. Right. Right. No, it doesn't, because the next scene. Is that woman at her house playing the piano? She's playing the theme of the movie, and she gets attacked 
by ghosts. Yeah. And it turns out to be all the ghosts from the movie so far are just standing around her house. Yeah. And they don't attack her. And she can't see them. She knows they're all there. And she's screaming, I know you're here. Right? And you think that these ghosts are going to kill her and the dog. And she tells her dog. Now, they're also ghosts. So the dog really can't do anything. Yeah. But guess what? The dog does, does some, do something. She says, attack. And he, the dog attacks the ghost and wrestles the ghost on the floor and is killing the ghost. Yeah, and rips out his neck or some shit. Yeah. So- and he, the dog all of a sudden comes over like a good boy and sits down next to the woman who's screaming, attack, attack. And she, he comes over to sit like a good boy and she pets him and she's like, thank you. The dog's got an entire bloody head. Yeah. Um, he's, he's covered in blood. He's t- and the dog looks scared. Yeah. And uh, the dog does not look at like he's in a good mood. Um, she's like, thank you. You know, you did it. You good. You know, whatever. The dog now just turns around and eats her friggin' neck. Yeah. Just bites her neck out. So she's screaming in terror. This is her, this is her, um, aid, her, her aid, yeah, her little dog. singing eye dog. And like, seriously, he like eats her whole face. He and, bites her ear off. He eats her, but her imagine flesh. Because we gotta say it, it doesn't look good. It looks like someone's got a hand puppet on, and they're biting okay. her face, and so, the yeah. neck is cu- like falling apart, not being bit out. It's like coming apart, yeah, and it's shooting blood. All it was over like silly place. putty with fake blood, yeah. and and the dog was literally a puppet. It like, looks uh, like one of the Muppets. It looks like they just gutted a like you know a plushy dog yeah. like a plush yeah. and they gutted and they took all the stuffing out of it and used his mouth as like a, just like a hand puppet yeah it was the most terrible looking prop i have ever seen in a movie it if was so bad if you've ever seen muffins take manhattan and you've seen this scene where ralph is running a uh, a dog place and the one dog goes Oh, so doggy woggy want a bony wony it looks just like that dog's head <laughs> it is so funny was, i love your references um, but Hey, Snooky! Hey, look at little Snooky Yookum! Snooky Yookum's one is gonna bony, won't it? Little pinky booter! Hey, you squishy bottom! Yeah, it was it was that comical. Yeah. So, okay. so she's she's not a ghost. No, she does live in this town. Yeah, they just said she they established her as a real person. Yeah, and she's she a, just she, died. Yeah, she's a real person, and she just got killed by her own. Seeing eye dog, and the the guy, the doctor's like, this doesn't exist. Nothing is like that. Nothing is nothing you're saying is true. And he's she's like, it's the basement. It's a gateway. And she's he's like, no, it's not true. I'll go down there and I'll show you. I'll prove it. It's a gateway to hell. Obviously, just step foot in this house and you can tell yeah. there's something not right here. But apparently, Liza doesn't really realize that because she's a freaking moron, and all these things are happening around her, and she's like completely oblivious to all of it. Yeah. She doesn't and show he, any emotion. He's nothing. like, I'm going to prove it to you. Yeah. So they go down to the basement. I don't even know if this is true. Did they go to the... Did they go... No. No, they no, go to happens, the hospital They go first. to the hospital first. He's like, I'll prove it to you. I'll show you the bodies or whatever. I don't even know why he's bringing her to the hospital. Because he's like, it's not true. It's not happening. It's kind of unclear. Let's go to the hospital. Yeah. They get to the hospital. Nobody's in the hospital. It's like empty. It, it's empty. And... It's like a She's horror like, trope, everybody? you know, where yeah. like all the hospitals are empty, like in Halloween, Halloween too. Remember, it's like there's nobody there. Yeah. Yeah. So they go in there and they start getting attacked by hordes of dead people. Yeah, like the, the people that were walking at them. Yeah, they were getting, they were, you know, having their autopsies or whatever, and they just started 
walking around. Yeah, and he brings him into the morgue, and they find the little girl there, the red-headed little girl. They find her, and she's like, oh, she knows her by name. She's met this woman. She knows her. Okay, how? We don't know how. How? We don't know None why of these, these people characters, know each other. Yeah. We don't establish how they know They've each other. They've never been in a scene together. Never been in a scene together. We don't even know this little girl's name as far as I know. She says it in here. She, she definitely says her name right here, and she's like... It's Jill. She was in the autopsy theater. All alone. Oh, it's her. And and so they, they team up, but they have to split up. And he goes into a room and gets a gun. And he's like, get in the elevator, get out of here, or whatever. So uh, she gets in the elevator. I think she might find her on her own, but they kind of split up. He gets a gun, and now he gets a revolver with six bullets in it. And he unloads throughout this, this whole scene. He just unloads. We counted 24 bullets in this scene. Yeah, he's um, the worst shot, He can only shoot when he needs to yeah, in the head, but he can't other times. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he's, like, literally the worst. Like, he he's just... Everything about this guy. They get split up. They get split up. The little girl and her together in one scene. And he goes into another room and he finds his partner. Harris. What the hell's going on around here? I don't know. I think I'm going crazy. Here they come. The other doctor hiding behind a thing. And he's like, I feel like I'm going crazy. Everybody's attacking me here. Everybody's trying to kill me. And he's like... Yeah, I know, me too. I don't know what's happening. And he starts shooting at zombies, but the window blows out, and the other doctor walks into it, and the glass shoots in his face, and he dies. Yeah. It, it was the most pointless, stupid thing to bring him into the scene, just only to, to like do this. that. Yeah. It's like they just wanted to do some cheesy gore effects on people we don't care about for no reason. Yeah. And, you know, I, the way I feel is like, okay, this is like so cheap and so like come on man how can you respect yourself after this you it, it, this is so it's just comical well do you think that one doctor is going to freak out that his friend doctor just died nah just yeah. moves on yeah, starts right. shooting more zombies they meet back up so now he's got the they're in the the main morgue place and they're surrounded and they open up uh i think that's what happens with the little girl too we forgot about that the she opened she didn't scream seeing her mother die from being melted with acid or seeing the dead bodies, she opened up a store and a corpse fell at her. Yeah, there's That's there's when the she door screams. And there's corpses in there and she screams. Oh, that's okay. what happens here again. They they're shooting the zombies and they get split up. She's on the side with the little girl and he's fighting the zombies coming out of that same door. And all of a sudden the little girl attacks the main girl. The little girl starts trying to bite her face out. She screams now, Doctor has been unloading one on one zombie in the chest. He cannot shoot the zombie in the head, but he turns and shoots the little girl in the head, and it blows her head oh off. Oh, my God. Now, this special effect had me rolling. Yeah, it's amazing. Because I, I mean, it was like they just, they had like a hollow, like cantaloupe or something. <laughs> it just blew off backwards. And it just backwards. blew off. It, it was just so funny. I mean, I was like, this is just, I mean, how much time and energy did you guys waste on this, this special effect? Yes. And any of these special effects, they were so cheesy. Yeah. And what I think what's special about this, though, is he, he honestly puts six bullets into a zombie and then shoots her perfectly in yeah, the head and perfectly. blows her head up. Yes. And they don't react in any emotion that 
he he just had no problem shooting a little girl in the no, head. No, but you know she and, did have like the white eyes. You know, like, yeah. So well, I mean, she's like, what does that mean to them? A though? demon. Yeah. Who knows? But we she was hanging out with another blind woman that had the same eyes and she didn't even care. Right. It seemed so, like normal if you, yeah. you know, like a with paint, a blind The woman. painter didn't like it, but she doesn't have a problem with it. Right. Um, she's fine. Yeah. Liza has no emotion. No he emotion. established that she's just yeah. awful. She just had a little girl's head blown up in front of her. Yeah, she's no, okay. No problem. She's all right. So they run out the side door. They get in the elevator, I think, or whatever. That, that one elevator was established or something. Yeah. And they get through it and they're in the basement. Yep. And they're he's like, what the hell? This is impossible. In the basement of the house. Yeah. This is where the the, the, the doctor is like, that's impossible. This yeah. is impossible. Gee, something might be happening that's a little bit, I don't know, supernatural here. Yeah. So they he, don't even question it. So he, the, the they don't want to go back up the stairs. They just came down to the basement because the zombies are coming. So the only, the only uh, way they can go is through the light in the hole in the wall in the basement. And they go into it. And now they're in the painting. They're inside. the The painting is kind of like just to explain it. There's like, um, yeah, just the stone stone bodies, like you know, Old stone dead corpses. Yeah, corpses, and then it's just a, a barren wasteland. Yes, and that's where they end that's up. That's what they are, and they they keep looking back and forth, back and forth. They don't know where to run. He tries to take a run. They start running, and then they stop in front of us, and now their eyes are also. Like, yeah, their eyes are also like, like you know, and white and yeah, and, just and like the the blind woman. We get a narration that is all about hell. Yep. And you will face the sea of darkness and all therein that may be explored. And Finn. Finn. I. This, this... movie <laughs> is fucking crazy, and I. Don't know how people love it. I understand. I, I I have this theory that H.P. Lovecraft is almost impossible to film properly. And that when people get too close to it, it gets so convoluted and bizarre that it takes you out of it. And mm-hmm. so it's impossible to do. You have to structure it in a way where you're not showing us the insanity. You have to slowly pepper it in and have plot and characters. The problem is so many of these people do lot Lovecraft. Where they're making crazy characters, you're following people, and the way that they're established, they're not interesting. No. And so when this stuff just happens to them, it's not great, and it's a huge problem. I know a lot of people didn't like the movie Underwater, which is secretly a Lovecraft film. Mm -hmm. And the way I love that film is because it's set up in a way where you don't know what this movie's about, and it slowly comes together in that. And you find little details, and you're interested in the characters— and then things happen, and then you get this amazing, shocking ending. Yeah, that's how you do it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like this movie, this is exactly why I always get so turned off. And I think a lot of people like me get turned off of the Italian horror movies because they are too crazy to even discuss. Yeah, but I, I feel like, I mean, I'm, I don't want to compare right now, but. I mean, I feel like Argento's movies are are easier to follow than this shit. I mean, oh, this, oh without a doubt, Argento's oh, yeah. movies there's are no much easier that. to follow. I mean, there's a lot of mystery, but they still, you know, he's got movies like things. this too. But yes, he th- does. This is a special kind of bizarre. Oh, God, don't say and, special. And it is just I, there. There's people out there watch this and they're like, whoa. 
Yeah, well, there like, are people why, that are, are really um, obsessed, like, completely with these, you know, yeah. Fulci movies. And I'm like, I don't get it, man. It's almost like the more bizarre and the more sketchy and the more grindhousey the yeah. the the effects are the more that people defend these movies yeah and, no, I'm, and I'm i'm do. cool with defending movies like this but i defend cheese all the time i love cheesy movies i do defend cheese but i just feel like this was just cheap it's like someone just handed uh, him and if you know, uh, you're our friend named cheese who is a, a fan of the show yes hi uh, cheese we, i know you're you. listening <laughs> and we'll defend you forever um go ahead but yeah so like i just feel like you know th- this movie it, it was like he, they were just he's like oh, okay yeah let me just make a movie i'm not really gonna put too much thought and energy into it i'm just gonna try and and make some really gross looking splatters and you know death scenes but it's not going to mean anything because my characters literally have no emotion. They have no um, dialogue that has a point. Mm-hmm. There's literally the plot has so many holes in it and it's yeah. completely, it's actually an incomplete plot because there's, we don't know anybody in this movie, nor do we care about yeah. any of these people. Yeah. And, oh, and again, if I can point out again, how you do it properly is watch John Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness because it's almost the same thing. It's a man going into hell and witnessing hell and having hell reflect back on Earth. It actually is extremely like this movie where it's about the eyes and all of these things are happening and it's about a hotel. Well, they say, you know, the eyes are the gateway to the soul. There you go. Ooh. Yeah. So that's how you do it. Yeah. But I mean, this, this. this is just, it's so cheap it was like they didn't understand the material that they were working with you know and they didn't know how to put it from paper to screen and i feel like that's the problem that screenwriters are the biggest problem yeah how important scripts are and, and screenwriters and also having someone to produce it with you because right if you're given free reign mm-hmm. i think your stuff gets a little messy and yeah. There's so many people like that who are given like free passes. Yeah. Um love David Lynch. Uh I enjoyed a good majority of the last season of Twin Peaks, but Twin Peaks needed someone to help him out. Yeah. He needed some of his stuff was dragged out and ridiculous and just over in in, in like in, in like overindulgent yeah. of himself. And that's exactly what's happening here. This is somebody who's just like this looks cool. This looks cool. Yeah, but you need someone to tell you why this is special, why this means something. You you have to have a screenwriter to establish character. Agree. Or it was yeah. It or was, events or deaths meaning something. Yeah, I agree with that. And I feel like, you know, the screenwriter will call him Joey. It's like he just decided, okay, I'm gonna write something. This is my job. I'm just gonna write something. I'm gonna hand it in yeah. by the deadline. Here you go, boss. And they just ran with it. Yeah. It was like there was nobody proofreading this script or yeah. even like helping out. Like one of the stupidest scenes that made no sense but they put it in there, was the scene with the electrodes on the brain. So we would think that these corpses would be animated by some experimental thing where they're like stimulating the brain stems or something with this machine. But that wasn't it at all. We're dealing with a gateway to hell. Well, I I thought that would establish that the zombie's about to wake up and kill this woman. Right, that's what I thought. But that doesn't happen. that doesn't happen. So it's literally pointless to introduce that to the... So any, like, you know, screenwriter would have been like... 
you know, this is doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But nobody was helping that person out. Yeah, just I give mean, me some dialogue, man. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, God, I can't. Well, I mean, uh, scoring out of one of the ten, what are we giving oh, it? God. Well, I gave it a four. Yeah, I know. It's like a three or a four. It, uh, I'm, I'm going to say, God. I don't want. I don't, I don't want really, to give it a four. I don't want to give it a four either. But the only reason I'm giving it a four is because, you know, watching it with a group of people, I think it made it lighter. It yeah. made it made us laugh. And especially since we followed it with another movie that was the one of the worst things we'd ever watched. Yeah. It made this one feel more special. Yeah, by comparison. Maybe, yeah, that's just why you want one, to give it higher. Yeah. So, and you know, we've seen worse things. I mean, I have rated some of Fulci's movies lower than this. So I'm going to say that it's a four. I'm not happy with the four, I, I you know, but yeah, I can't go lower. Wild, yeah. I just, I can't go lower, but it's, this movie was real. It was terrible. Yeah. 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 Four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Talking trash indeed. Oh. Yeah. This one was a painful one. It wasn't as painful as the second one we watched, but I it was painful. I have to look up why people like it. I want to see if there's reviewers out there who have like done videos on why they love this. I would love to see it. I'm also going to look into why Tarantino loves it so much. Yeah, well, uh... <laughs> yeah, I, it's I mind mean... blowing. And this is mind blowing. Like I understand enjoying the punk rock, as you know that 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 aesthetic where it's like this is grindhouse. This is real yeah, punk and I rock. get that's that's cool. why he found it appealing because I he likes I those spaghetti so. westerns and those old well, I do old too martial so. artists. Oh, you too. know the old time uh, kung fu movies, mm-hmm. and you know I get his nostalgia and you know also some of the giallo or you know italian mm-hmm. directors yeah th- no, those... none of that's in this by the way Lighting, no we've none anything. of the none Nothing. of that feel of of a giallo was in this well but... the, the, they say the dreamlike is the uh giallo yeah but i didn't and, feel and, that and this does feel dreamlike because none of it makes sense and dreams are very like hard to understand I just feel it was baffling not dreamlike you know like i, it... I do too i just felt like it was a messy movie yeah. It doesn't feel like that cool dream. Like Suspiria is kind of dreamlike. Yes. So that makes sense. It has but a it... feeling and a vibe and a music that feel that way. Right. Yeah. yeah. You get that feeling. Yeah. You get it like, you know, slapped into you. But in this one, I don't yeah. know what the hell this yeah. was. This I agree. Is, I can't. Yeah. I'm dreading watching more, you know, Fulci that's Oh, like we're going high, through right? his whole resume. I'm in. I'm in, of course, but I'm dreading seeing if anything's worse or, you know, like I'm... I don't know. And I'm sure there is, too. Because yeah. if this one's the high-rated one, it really scares me for going forward. But, it, all right. Yep. Anything else to add? No, I'm just, you know, whatever. I, I'm, I'm glad it's over. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I appreciate everybody who listens. You guys have a good one. I must be getting crazy. Perhaps. Or else. Who are you, Liza? Who are you really? John, I don't understand you. What a question. Why do you ask? Because according to the Book of Abel, this hotel is one of the seven gateways of hell.
And he's like, what book? And she's like, you had the, this book on the front window. And he's like, no, that book's been there for a long time. No one wants to buy it. <laughs> he won't yeah, stop doing that. It was just that. creepy. And then the guy with the pipe comes in. And he goes, are you okay? You look sick. You know? 